hello, everyone, and welcome to the Galactic Podcast. I am Lauren Romo. With me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. What up, what up? What's going on? Oh, man, just chilling. You know, I'm trying to record a podcast. People are making noise in the background. No big deal. Is that good old June? We love No big deal. <laughs> we haven't heard June in a minute, actually. Yeah, I keep her upstairs because she's she's crazy. <laughs> it's good to see our third our third podcast uh, cohort. In the she's background. too much for me. <laughs> oh, good old June. Good old June. All right, well, we are back, baby, for another Bad Batch recap show. So this will be uh, this will be fun, man. I th- two good episodes. I think we're, we're going to talk about it and dive into it. For sure. But before we get into all that good stuff, this is your first time listening to us. Welcome. We are a Star Wars podcast that discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it. And we talk about it. So we are, what, episodes five and six of The Bad Batch? Yep. So episode five was called and named Entombed. Episode six, Tribe. So again, very different from, I think, the last two episodes. Again, tonally, but again, I, I've i been enjoying these. I know people are going to call them filler. I disagree with that, but that's just me. I we think this is just how the that. show is, to be honest. That's fair. No, that's fair. Go, go elaborate on that. Do you, I mean... Well, I think we had some questions that needed to be answered in season one, and we need, needed to establish, like, what was the fate of Clone Force 99 and got an introduction to Omega, and, and we got all that. So now it's just, what are they doing? It, and we all know right. there's going to be an event at the end. And just because these episodes aren't serving, might not be serving a purpose towards this event doesn't mean that they're filler. It's just a show that that has episodes and that's like how you do it. Like, that's what this is. Like, it's nothing, you know, it's it's not Game of Thrones. It's not The Last of Us. It's not like it's 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 Bad Batch, you know? There are so many Clone Wars episodes that did serve a purpose and didn't serve a purpose, but they didn't get critiqued as filler at the time. And personally, I kind of like that we're not really going the arc route yet because I like these simple stories by themselves and then the anticipation that they may uh, serve a purpose later on is pretty cool, but I'm, I'm kind of in the mood just to get a beginning a middle and an end in 25 minutes and i'm cool with it right now that's it's actually what i like it's the episodes that i liked in the first season it's the episodes that i like now so i'm i'm cool with the non-arc and i am cool with the let's just go on adventures and see what happens and see how our characters develop during that time well said Ange. i mean and you have brought it up numerous times on here that these are Saturday morning cartoons. I mean, this is what a Saturday morning cartoon, sit down with a bowl of cereal as a kid, you know, just episode to episode, just, you know, maybe there wasn't an overarching story like you're saying. Some episodes were just fun, seeing our heroes or whoever go on missions and go to these different places. 
So I, I, I 100% agree. I love these two episodes. I liked, and you and I will talk about this, but I actually like Tribed just a little bit more than Entombed. But again, I liked both stories. I I think they serve, like you're saying, they serve a purpose. What, what do we know about Dave Filoni is that he knows how to tell a story. Him and his creators. I, again, I don't want, we always want to preface this that like it's Filoni and team, right? Because I think, again, we've talked about that before. He gets a lot of the headlines because he is Dave Filoni, which is rightfully so. But he is part of a of a team that's telling this story. And we know from his previous work that, again, episodes that are quote-unquote filler or bottleneck serve a purpose down the road. Again, we go back to Rebels, we go back to Space Wheels, right? It took two seasons for that to come back. And it came back in a huge way. So they're giving us these stories, but also building the Star Wars lore as well, especially in Entombed. And again, we'll talk about that when we kind of dive into each episode. But I, I've been enjoying it. The music has been stellar, as always. The Kiners are just absolutely, you know, just doing a fantastic job with the soundtrack and it's just been really, really good. So I want to hear again, and your overall thoughts on these two episodes. What'd you think? How'd you feel? Any, um, anything moments stand out to you? Anything that you kind of like were questioning, like, huh, that's interesting. Or I wonder how that plays into the bigger lore of it. Kind of give me your thoughts, overall thoughts. Yeah. I like, I liked how both episodes had like special guests, right? So we had Fee as like a special guest, and then we had uh, Gunji. That was awesome. How cool was that? We'll get into Loved that. It. Loved it. And I I liked how the the crew was all together. We had like um, everybody was there. Omega was there. Hunter, Wrecker, everybody. So I liked that as well too because I like that that family feel and. It was just what I don't. I don't know. I just thought both of them. They they seemed completely different. I think. I think one seemed more adventure, and the other one seemed more. Um, I guess they both seemed adventure, but it just had like a different feeling to me. One was for fun. One was for purpose. You know, they were just. Fee wanted to go on a treasure hunt, right? And it sounds so kiddish, and it sounds so. Um, so like not immature, but just like something not up in adults alley, but it is because it's just something that's like an escape from what you do regularly. And it's a reminder of like what you were like as a kid. Like, I mean, we used to draw treasure maps all the time, right? Like that's the thing that we used to do. We would always like, we'd go up North, right? And we'd be at Petoskey and we'd be like, oh, look at this. Look at this rock. Look at it. It's a it's a treasure, you know, and it's like the Goonies, right? Yeah, I mean, that's it's what we grew up on, right? Yeah, and and that kind of storytelling I think needs to come back. I think it's missing a little bit um, in the younger generation. They don't know what it's I like, like to I like to feel that way. So, and then when we move into tribe, you know, we go back to um, someone who was lost, 
someone who is scared, uh, not willing to trust the people that they're with based off of uh, past experiences. And you're able to work through that and then realize that there is some good in the galaxy and you're able to um, come together like as a team. They're just little life lessons in these episodes, which is cool. And you can really dive deep into them like we do and see that and and take it with you for the rest of the day. Or you can just also sit and watch it and eat a bowl of cereal and feel like a kid again. And I like doing both. And I like that this show has displayed both in little doses, right? We're just getting it in little tiny doses. And I like it. I, I liked both of these episodes. The music was outstanding. The action sequences, especially in Entombed, were phenomenal. The animation is off the charts. It was just awesome. I absolutely liked both of them. And I'm not going to say, like, I just, I don't, I get it how people say that things are filler. I also get it how people don't like Dave Matthews' voice, but I don't agree with it, like, whatsoever. So, yeah, I guess that's just where I'm at, you know. But that's cool if someone's like, man, this this just like isn't my vibe. This isn't my show. I completely understand because sometimes there are some some Star Wars things, not many, <laughs> that aren't my vibe. But I can get there and and completely understand it. Right. But for right now, as me as as Andrea, I am completely loving what's going on with the Bad Batch season two. I, I mean, again, a a as they say in Force Center, a well said. It brings back, and I, I'm so glad you brought that up. It does, especially in Entombed. It gives that very adventurous vibe, like you're saying, like when we were kids, we grew up. We, like I said, we grew up on Goonies, and there was a treasure map, and we made, you know, and it just gave you that sense of creativity as a child to then when you go up north or when you go and do these things in your backyard, you can have these moments of fun in your own mind and create this like world that you're playing in and make it feel real. And that's what I think, again, this is what that episode, especially the first episode really did for sure. Absolutely. I hope, I hope what the show does is to that younger kid gets them to go outside with their friends and, and they're like, I'm Omega. Yeah. And yep. one's like, yep. I'm Wrecker, you know, and, and they play that out. That's, I hope, that gets to someone somewhere like that. And I think it will. I, I really do. Cause again, I, I, I totally agree. Like when, again, us growing up, it was a different age and it was a different time where, you know, kids did go outside more. Not to say that doesn't happen now, but again, maybe just how we grew up, it felt like there were more, kids outside playing adventure or doing treasure hunts and things like that. And this just brings you back to those moments in our childhood. And like you said, I hope it does push the new generation of these younger star Wars fans to do the same thing, to, to have creativity in their life and to, you know, put themselves in a, you know, in their own adventure, in their own way. You know, and that's what, again, this is what that's it's supposed to do. And like you said, yeah, are there deep themes and everything like you and I like to do? Yes, of course there are. But if that's not there for you, then that's fine. You don't want to see it or you don't see it. That That's that's no problem. You know, if you just like sitting down, like you said, Ange, 
eating a bowl of cereal or whatever and just enjoying a, you know, a 25 minute, like beginning, middle and end. This is your jam, you know, and especially in Star Wars. This is our jam. And I, I, these these first six episodes total have been great. There's been some really deep stuff. There's been some very heartfelt stuff. There's been, it's just been fun, you know, overall. And this is, it's just what Star Wars is. And like you said, Clone Wars, Rebels, it all has, does the same thing. Did some have a little more like connecting, arcing stuff? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But that doesn't take away from what I think the overall story is for Bad Batch of this team of clones who are trying to survive in a galaxy that is brand new to them, trying to protect a uh, a child, you know, like Omega, or, uh, you know, who is Omega. Like, it's it's just fun Star Wars. Like, that's just what it is. And you see, again, in these two episodes, Omega, you see that child wonder that we're talking about, you know, like, especially in the Entombed and... You know, oh, listen to Fee, and oh, there's this, this leads to this map and that map. And like, it, yeah, dude. It, and she was so enthralled with it. And then even the Bad Batch started to believe. So, well, and I think that's a good transition to get into that, that episode five Entombed. I loved it, man. It was Indiana Jones esque. It was fun. You learn again about this ancient culture that was well before the Republic which a lot of people have said that it reminds them. And I, and I totally agree playing Jedi fallen order. It gives big Zepho vibes of the, of the mechanic um, machine that they get into that is destroying planets. Like it was, and that's something new in star Wars. Like, Whoa, even thousands and thousands of years before the Republic, this type of, this type of, you know, equipment machine was built by some ancient culture to destroy planets. So that's kind of like, whoa, where's let's dive into that a little bit more because I want to know what that's all about. Right, right. So it gives you good, it gives you really, really overall, again, deepens lore. It was a fun Indiana Jones-esque type of adventure. You know, again, Fee, I love Fee. She's a great addition to season two. I almost, for a second, Andrea, I was like, we're getting Hondo. I, yeah. I believed it. I believed <laughs> it. It's so close. But we did it. But that's okay. But go ahead. What uh, Episode five and two, your thoughts, feelings, what, what you got? Yeah, I I loved it. I, just like everything you said, Lauren, it had indie vibes. You know, um, you get to see the the transition of the Bad Batch being reluctant that they're there and then wanting to be there and and get through, um, you know, this this maze or this puzzle and all these different things that they're doing. And there were some great interactions with Fee and the Bad Batchers and some awesome interactions with Fee and Omega. It was nice for her to get that, co that connection um, with a female character, I would say, that was there to, like, kind of walk her through what they were doing and teach her something in their own in their own way. And I liked Fee a lot. I loved Mel. I loved uh, Fee's droid, you know, didn't say much, but um, just had that just carried himself so well that you knew he 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 was a we love our droid. droids. We yeah. love our droids. We love droids. And yeah, it was 
It was simple. And I'm telling you, those action sequences at the end when the quote unquote Zepho maybe came to life, they were really they were wild. They were great. Um, I was a little surprised, like how quickly we got through uh, Fee being willing to give up the heart of the mountain. But, you know, we just we had to get there. So it's it's whatever. And I think that kind of also speaks to what type of character Fee is. You know, she doesn't seem like a scoundrel or someone who is out to um, like backstab anyone. I think she just truly is like, what did she call herself? She was a liberator of ancient wonders, you know, not a pirate, not a treasure hunter. But and, you know, sometimes those characters we don't get too much in Star Wars. We get someone that kind of has an agenda and she doesn't seem to have one. Um, or I have a, no, yeah, right now, yeah, yeah or have yeah. a side that she's on. So that's kind of cool as well, too, to kind of teach Omega that, you know, we there are good sides and bad sides, and then there's a little bit of the in the middle. So I really liked this episode. When I rewatched it, I was like, "Wow, this music is just phenomenal." Um, that indie sounding um, build up when they start going into the mountain was really great. Uh, even when they, you know, they got to the the outside of the mountain and gave me Lord of the Rings vibes. There was just all these different <laughs> right. types of vibes that I got. And then when that thing came to life, just the animation was outstanding. It was so good. Like inside of it just looked so dope. So, I mean, I'll put this up on, on one of my episodes. I think if I wanted someone to just kind of feel like what the bad batch is like, and they're just like fun. I, I think I would go there kind of like how I would go there with, um, Fat? No, not even faster because not everybody's in it. So what's really great is that you have everyone in here and you have everyone playing their part. So, I mean, I, I really liked it. I, I'm on board. Yeah, and you have talked about that before where you know you like when the crew's together. Again, you we talked about Rebels and how certain seasons they weren't as together as much. But when they are together, it does make it more special. You know, and I think Fee is just a, it's a perfect character to kind of go with Omega. Because again, Fee even herself is a kind of like childlike wonder that she has, adventure, right? She's searching for treasure. Very kind of, you know, um, childlike, I guess, right? So it's cool that those two characters connect in those ways. Right. Because even again, even at the end of the episode, Fee's like, you know, started to tell another story of like a ancient chalice. And again, <laughs> indie vibes all around. But again, even Omega at that time was like, oh, so you have like those again, like that moment of Omega being that child that she is. You know, and it's 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 just it was a great episode. Again, like you said, the music was so good, and the action sequences were really really cool. Again, I let's I want to go back to ancient tech from well before the Republic that was destroying planets. That's crazy to think about when you want to look at like Star Wars lore. Like, wow! And do, do I think it's Zepho? I don't know. I I. It'd be cool. I don't like know. It did, right? Right. Yeah. It had the design. It had everything to it. Yeah. I just, I don't know. 
and I we've talked about this before. Dave Filoni will do his own thing. It doesn't matter what is written before or other material that's out there. He's going to tell his story how he wants to. Do I think he's aware of Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah. Do I think he was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, connect those, these, that thing with my thing? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I wish he would. And I think I, I would hope that that maybe sparked an idea from the game. Maybe that's why he put it in. Do I think it's a one for one? I, I don't know. I, I want to say no, but I, I hope I'm wrong. And I do hope it is Zepho. I hope it is connecting to those threads that you get in the video games, like from Jedi Fallen Order. So I, I don't know. Do you want it to be straight connection, Ange, or do you, are you okay with whatever it is? It is what it is. doesn't matter. Uh, with the Zepho, I mean, it is what it is. Probably because I don't have a strong connection to Jedi Fallen Order. If I did, yeah. then I yeah. would I would want the connection because that was the expectation of Disney taking over Lucasfilm right, right, right. was that all these all these different types of entertainment were going to tell one story and occasionally that breaks up a little bit and people do what they want whatever but um you make something look like something it should be that thing right so right right and again this idea of some type of ancient you know, society that had these type of machinery and capabilities. That's crazy to think about. And then it yeah. kind of gets me thinking that like, did the, did the empire and or the emperor hear these things? Cause we know the system that they're on, the Kaldari Kal trinary system isn't on a map according to tech, you know? So I wonder if these were like tall tales that maybe the emperor and or the empire heard. And that's how they came with this idea of like planet destroying machinery because it was already out there. You know, so again, you can make those fun connections with episodes like this. And it's fun. Like, again, those are the deep lore stuff that I like when they do in these animations. It's not like in your face, but it's like little sprinkles. Right. And it, it works. It works for me. But yeah, I, I love this episode very, very much. It's, it's very, very fun. I know you said before we started recording that you actually enjoyed this one more than Tribe. So what, real quick before, and then we'll get into Tribe, what was, what made it more special for you? Not that, again, not that one's better than the other, but right. what made it more special for you? Honestly, it really was the ending when they activated the mountain that I'm telling you, those action sequences were just amazing. The animation was outstanding. You know, it was amazing to watch and to really see the difference of quality of animation that has spanned like over time and where we're at now. And to me, that's kind of what I liked better about this one was just the amount of um, quality, I think it's not saying I'm not saying that the other one didn't look as great, but I just right, right, felt right. like with that background of the interior of of the whatever, you know, that that white line and then just um, 
there was just a lot of really good like action sequences that were you were almost like on the edge of your seat like are they gonna make it like when hunter falls when that um you know when they're trying to get through that one puzzle with the um the tourney thing i'm terrible at talking (laughs) but um (laughs) I just felt like it, there was more edge of on your seat moments for that episode. I liked it a lot better. It just was more more actiony, more my cup of tea. No, I liked that. It was it was it was really 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 done well. The action sequences and just the look and the feel. I, I agree. Just how they the inside of that machine again with like kind of the white lines with like the metal ish kind of you know flooring ceiling all of it. It looked really really cool. And even with the the machine itself with like the three red eyes and the head it just looked great. And then just, oh, yeah. again, just to think about that thing walking around and just blasting just like it was like, that's just, that's insane to think that's what was going on years before even the empire thought about that type of technology. It's, it's, it's cool. And again, I hope, is that something that they will bring back? Maybe, maybe not. I hope so. I hope so. But it's just fun little, again, Little additions, little things to think about as a Star Wars fan with the overall lore, you know, and then talk about, you know, really connecting things. Tribe. We got our little boy, Gunji, back. Oh, love that little Wookiee. He's so cute and adorable. He is. It was so fun to bring him back. Like, it was, you know, we see we saw it in the trailer, so it wasn't like a big surprise. But it was cool to see him back and then to see how he wasn't at first trusting of clone force 99 because of what he's been through you know he's been on the run as they said since order 66 he got captured by this you know droid gang and was going to be sold probably obviously either to work on the death star or to whatever Right. And then we 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 save him as a crew again. We're together as a crew, which is always fun. And we get to go back to Kashyyyk. I love going back to Kashyyyk. I love all that. Tribe for me was a little bit was again, Entombed was great. I like Tribe because again, I like the the connections a little more like they're a little they're more there, you know, and then seeing Omega interacting with Gunji as two kids, younger kids. That was great. And just the overall, again, Trandoshans are the worst. I think we can confirm that. <laughs> like, they're just terrible people. They are the worst. They are the worst. 100%. And then to see how the, again, how some of the Wookiees survived. Obviously by staying together and then again, the creatures that we see, very, very cool, very, very different. I know the spider like ones, a lot of people that I've seen who are um Kator, Knights of the Old Republic fans, are saying that those are in the game. So again, if you're if you're a fan of, you know, Knights of the Old Republic, they give you little little seeds, little things, uh, to show that you know, that they're aware that people like that game. And they're bringing things, pulling things from the, from that to, you know, animation, maybe live action one day. That'd be really, really cool. But again, it's those little connections, those little things. I love getting Gunji back to Kashyyyk and knowing that he's 
there with other Wookiees. I just love that story. It's a, again, like you're saying, it's a one-off. It, maybe it doesn't connect. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe we see Gunji again. Who knows? But I loved that moment of even Gunji getting his lightsaber back was so cool. You know, it was, it's just so, it's, again, it's fun Star Wars. It's great Star Wars. It's great storytelling. I, I just loved this episode a lot. So, Ange, your overall thoughts, again, uh, how'd you feel about Tribe? Um, highs lows what you got i liked it a lot um it left me like questioning a couple of things though which i found interesting so like the vanguard access right the people that had gunji right are they bad guys or are they good guys right so they're known for smuggling right but are they smuggling obviously they're not smuggling for the empire because they're trying to acquire imperial chain codes so they're trying to pretend to be the empire to get past the empire which makes me believe that maybe they were smuggling gunji for good but i feel you know like to try to get him with the rebel alliance or you know the path the path that's right that's what it's called you know so maybe it was something like that but i think like if they were good and they were they were doing that they would have had gunji like kind of on the inside track and he wouldn't have been scared of them right or trying to get away but who knows I mean, maybe they're not good or bad. They just they just do things for money and someone needed Gunji and wanted to pay a high price. Whether that like was a good Sid. person. Yeah, like, like Sid. Sid or like someone on the path. Who knows? Right. So but I do find it interesting that Sid sent the Bad Batch to to, you know, give out chain codes to some people that are smuggling living things right so like she wasn't aware but who knows right right right. and we always go back to like sid saying like that she did bad things in her past so to me she if she knows people that smuggle living things that might have been her past it might have been what she was in on but i don't know we didn't even see sid at all in this episode so but it was kind of like question like i was like are these good guys are they bad guys they want chain codes i mean why you know it was it was interesting. Um, and then it was also because they go back to Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk gets, like, taken down again, right, after this. Isn't that right? Uh, I'd have to I'd have to do It gets Imperial occupied and it gets taken down. Could I, be. I think because Could. if we get to, like, we're thinking of, like, Solo and, you know, the Pikes using the Wookiees. And all of that. So I don't know. That timeline's kind of muddy for me. I don't really know. But seeing like how the Trandoshans were on there, how they were given like old Imperial gear and they were like being hired to take down the Wookiees, you know, this planet and this this um tribe of of beings is always sought after like are always someone is always trying to like take them over whether it's right. the Trandoshans, whether it's the pikes whether it's the empire like and it's just like so interesting i hope that we can kind of expand the wookie story a little bit more um so i thought that that was cool that we we got like a little piece of it and then and then one that it was that it was gunji you know that made it out of order 66 i don't know if like some of our listeners know but if you watch the clone wars there's a pretty cool arc with the younglings and gunji finds um his kyber crystal to make his lightsaber and there's a really cool adventure that goes on um 
during season five with them. So it, that was all like really great, you know, and then Omega just, you know, having um, this open heart of being able to or wanting to to help others and, and being fearless about it. And the Bad Batch are the same way, too. You know, when it comes down to helping others, that's where they feel like their mission lies. So that was great to see as well. So I liked this episode. I wasn't like bonkers over it, but I liked it. Yeah, no, it does leave some questions. I think you're absolutely right. For me, I think the Vanguard are pretty much bad people. I think they were trying to get those codes so they can get in and out of wherever they need to go without hassle. So they can do either, you know, slave trade or whatever they're into, you know, easier with those chain codes. You know, so yeah, I, I I don't I don't think they were good people. But again, you bring up an interesting point of okay, if this is who Sid is working for, or knows, that's some shady stuff, absolutely. So again, b- bigger story for sure of you know these missions that Sid puts them on, as you know, Tech has mentioned I think at least a couple times maybe in the season so far of the the people that she Sid hangs with are not good people, you know? So it, it does beg the question, you know, whether or not Sid is really a good person herself. I think we want to believe she is for sure, but then you see these moments, like you're saying, she sends them on these missions to these people that are very shady. So it's like, well, what, what, again, her past is very interesting. And I mean, let's go back to what Milady said in Faster, you know, right, like right. those guys don't know Sid and what she's capable of. So. Right. And he, I, I think he's definitely onto something. And I think that's something that, again, especially Tech, Omega and Wrecker will think about for sure. You know, so. And I think I think as a team, I think the Bad Batch is really seeing their true purpose of, again, helping out in the galaxy when they can, because they totally botched that job, clearly, you know, and but they didn't, you know, that was not their concern. They immediately helped Gunji and immediately took him back to Kashyyyk. So I think, again, you begin to see them as a team maybe start to find a more like straight purpose to what they are going to do and how they are going to help the galaxy even more as echo has said to Hunter. I mean, he said it in the first episode or episode two of the season, like we need to be doing more, you know? And then I think with Omega too, again, you're spot on Ange. Like you love to see her open the hearts and minds. I think of the bad batch. Right? Because again, who knows without Omega, do they even try to help Gunji? I don't know. Do they just kind of do, you know, get that job done, walk away, even though if they saw what they saw? But because it was Omega, Omega pushes them to do the right thing. So it's just interesting. It's very interesting to see what they, you know, to think about if they would have done the same thing with Omega there. You know, because again, she is like you've said it before, and she's the heart and soul of this team. 
It really is. You know, and then I like the little the little nod of when they gave the food to Gunji. It's very similar to like Luke's on um and from Empire Strikes Back. So again, little fun stuff that they put in that again as fans we can pick up and say, Oh, that's that thing. <laughs> that's that thing from that thing. It's just a really well done episode, really well done story that I think again. We could pull some threads from it. You know, again, them going to save more people, them opening opening up to the idea of, again, there's more that they can be doing outside of what they're just doing for Sid, doing these, these jobs for these shady people. Again, shady people. And I think they're beginning to see that, especially, well, we know tech, tech, is, tech is already on that. You know, again, he even said the fee in, in Tombs, like, this is over two for our treasure hunting, <laughs> which is really funny. But yeah, I I love this episode. I love that we got Gunji. I wonder if we will see any other of those younglings that you mentioned from Clone Wars. That'd be really cool. Again, maybe, maybe not. We don't have to. I don't need it. But this having it be Gunji was, I think, felt special. I don't know about you. I th- it felt cool to have it be Gunji. Yeah, not, I not, agree. You know. Yeah, so, I agree. I and I I like to think that like maybe he wasn't um at the temple when order 66 happened because right, right. you know, he was probably becoming a padawan. I know a couple people were saying that. So um and I mean, who doesn't love a wookiee Jedi? Come on. All right. Right? <laughs> Come on. We love to see it. We love to see. It. Can you imagine seeing in live action a full like Chewbacca, like height with a lightsaber. Yeah, I mean, completely. (laughs) That'd be so cool. (laughs) I mean, we got a lot of that. We get that in the High Republic. We know there are, you know, obviously Wookiee Jedi. So it'd be be cool, man. I I would love to see that in live action one day. A full, like, Chewbacca or Black or Satin, like, tall with a freaking lightsaber. That'd be great. That'd be great. And I love Gunji's lightsaber. For those who might not know, Clone Wars, his hilt is, is it from the trees of Kashyyyk, I thought, yeah, or something like wood. that, right? Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. Yeah, it is cool. It's and I like cool. that it's green. It's awesome. Yeah, it is green, so it's very unique mm-hmm. as far as obviously being green, but also very unique as the structure, the the hilt of it is wood from his, from his home world, which is very, very cool. I, I loved it. Final thoughts, Ange, on these two episodes, and then wh- what are you expecting moving forward? Are you wanting to see anything specific, or so far so good? Just give me whatever they show you. So far so good, but I think you know next week uh, we get a twofer, right? We get two episodes um, on one so, day, yeah. so um, that's going to be a cool little arc. You know, I like that we're not going to like split it up; we're just going to get it. And it has to deal with the clones, so it'll be really interesting. We're going to get a little bit deeper into, you know, what's going on with them. Because we've gone away from that, and I think that's cool, though. I think it's refreshing. And let's go back to it, you know. Let's see, there there is a bigger story here, and we need to get to it, but it doesn't have to be so, like, labor-intensive, like, getting to this story. It's fun just breaking it up. So um, I am excited to see what's going to be next week. And that that puts us like halfway, you know, through through season two. And I don't don't know. I'm just I 
I like this show a lot. I mean, I really do. I like it. So I, you know, I'm just going to take it in. Luckily, you know, when this ends, we'll we'll be also be in the Mandalorian 3 uh, season. Jeez, so yeah. we got yeah. a lot going on. We're not going to be without Star Wars for a long time, which is really cool. But um, I just really like this show. It's totally my style of of the type of TV like I want to watch or or animation I want to watch. It reminds me a lot of like Batman, the animated series where mm, you had yeah. single episodes that were just about specific villains, but then occasionally you you had stories that connected. So that's kind of how I'm feeling about season two, and I'm really liking it. No, I I like that comparison because again, a lot of these we talked about it before a lot of these are those saturday morning you know you have that one adventure episode like you said like for yeah. like the batman animated like one episode against the joker the next episode's two-faced next episode is right clay fate like it just it works that way right and you also think about like uh like scooby-doo where are you like where you would have special guests like in there and that's kind of like what they're doing you know we have mystery of the day um, mystery of that yeah. yeah yeah so you know i i really dig this this format this style that they're going through I, it feels a little bit different from season one um i like it yep no i agree i i've been loving it i'm very excited to see where it goes and again the connections that will be made down the road that we know again we know uh i think islam is still out there with the cloning stuff do we see more of Cad Bane and or Fennec Shan? I hope. Do we see more Hera? Because again, in season one, she said to Omega, I'll see you, you know, I'll, I'll see you again or, you know, whatever. I'd be cool with that. I'd be cool with that. Do we, again, there's so much that they can do within this timeline from the perspective of these clones, you know? And then again, it, it how do they feel about these clones being, you know, having these chips? Will they start to feel that they have to start saving the their brothers? You know? It, and then Rex, we know Rex is coming. So there's so much to look forward to in this show. I am so excited to see where it goes, how they pull it off. 100% with you, Ange. I love what they're doing so far in season two. You know, there's some connective tissues like those, like you said, those first couple episodes were like an arc and we've had some like kind of not again, I don't call them filler, but we had stories, these individual stories that still serve the overall purpose. But now, like you're saying, we're midway, we're getting that midway um, season twofer. I think we're going to get some big, hopefully we'll get some, again, bigger revelations do we see and go back to Crosshair? We haven't seen him in a few episodes. I would like to see him to see what's going on. Because his story, I think, is going to be fascinating. I think the back half of this season. I really do. I think they really got the, you know, showing the Bad Batch again, these first half. I'm hoping the second half we're getting, like, Crosshair, what he's been up to, what the Bad Batch and maybe trying to, again, do more by helping the other clones. And again, with we know Cody's out there. So there's a lot, again, a lot, a lot to look forward to. 
in these last, you know, last uh, few episodes that we have uh, for the season. And like you said, it runs right into Mando season three. I think as of right now, they will have Mando season three premiere and then the Bad Batch is a finale, I think, on the same day, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to double check, but a lot of Star Wars coming out, kids. A lot of Star Wars. From Bad Batch, and then we go right into season three of Man of Mando. We know we got uh, confirmation of, yeah, obviously, uh, Star Wars Visions coming back, which I'm super excited for. So, yeah, yeah, there's some pretty great studios um, this this time around. The Bad Batch ends March 29th, so we'll have like a whole month of Bad Batch, Mandalorian, back to back. Okay, 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 which is cool. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm gonna take Wednesdays off. <laughs> I'm not gonna work on Wednesday yet. anymore. <laughs> Just the rest of like March, Wednesday off, Wednesday off, Wednesday off. <laughs> I know I'll have to decide whether what to watch in the morning and then what to watch. During lunch break. (laughs) I've just been watching. uh, I've been watching the Bad Batch on my phone when I get ready in the morning with my AirPods in because one, the sound is phenomenal. And, you know, it's just like a cool thing to kind of. And they've been like kind of just, you know, fun episodes. I don't have to like be staring at the screen. But then like when I do my rewatch later in the day, I'm like, damn, this animation is so good. Wow. Right. The animation is it's, it's been stellar and it continues to be very, very good. So. All right, kids, that's it. That's the show. I hope you guys enjoyed our recap of Bad Batch episodes five and six of season two. We'll be back probably if the if they're doing a two for next week, we'll be back next week doing those recaps of the. And then obviously we are gearing towards Mandalorian season three. Probably going to start getting a lot of content for that. You're gonna you gonna rewatch any Book of Boba Fett? I might. I don't know. I might. I, I would like to do a Mando rewatch. You gotta do some, but you gotta watch those three book of yeah, Bobas. Yeah, I got well, right, and I gotta watch those few, those certain episodes in Boba Fett for sure. So yeah, I lot to watch, lot to look forward to, <laughs> lot for us to talk about. So we will be back next week, guys. You can follow us on Twitter and. You can follow our podcast on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify. We are at The Galactic Pod on Twitter. And you can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Loro Knows on Twitter. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D2 Stuff on Twitter. I don't, I don't know. Don't follow me. <laughs> we don't have hot takes, kids. It seems so ridiculous. Like, I, I just, you know, like right now I'm obsessed with Sam Smith. So get ready. I love it. And I'm obsessed with The Last of Us. So I yeah. a lot about that Oh my that God. Way. So good. It's a great show, kids. If great you haven't show. watched it, it's a great show. It's a great video game. It's been stellar. So Pedro Pascal is the lead mm-hmm. in it. Obviously, he's our Mandalorian. So, of course, we will we will follow Papa Padra, Papa Pedro, anywhere he goes. So good. 100%. Yeah. All right, kids. That's it. And as always, may that force be with you. Always. Always. Always.